Lolly is a reward site that gives its users Bitcoin for shopping at just under a thousand retail partners like Walmart, Hotels.com, and Macy's. The startup was founded by Alex Adelman and Matt Center, second-time founders whose previous e-commerce startup was acquired by rewards giant Rakuten. Adelman joined myself and my colleague Stephen Zeng on this episode of The Scoop to talk about e-commerce and crypto, how the firm lures Fortune 500 companies to its platform, and why it could one day offer services like lending and possibly a credit card. I hope you enjoy the episode. We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Cash App. Cash App has been the number one finance app on the App Store for almost two years. It was also the first major peer-to-peer payments app to support Bitcoin, and it's still the fastest and easiest way to turn cash into crypto. Cash App now supports Bitcoin deposits in-app, so be sure to move your Bitcoin from whatever wallet you're using to Cash App. Don't have any to deposit? Cash App is also the most convenient way to instantly buy and sell Bitcoin. No more waiting five days for your ACH transfers to come through. With Cash App, you can buy Bitcoin instantly. When you're ready to take full ownership of your private keys, just use Cash App to scan an external wallet's QR code. It's really that simple. Cash App also comes with standard banking features like direct deposits and others your bank would never even consider like Cash Card, a customizable debit card that lets you instantly save every time you use it at Lyft, Whole Foods, and places like Chick-fil-A. It's also a favorite of the block's analyst, Steven Zhang. He saves money at Chipotle every time he gets a burrito. That keeps Steven happy, that keeps the block happy, and that keeps the crypto world informed with the best news and research in the entire market. Download Cash App today from the App Store or Google Play, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We have a very, very special episode of The Scoop coming from you in New York at our offices at 11 Park Place. You can send me gifts. I got Steven Zeng. For the first time, I've convinced him to co-host an episode with me for our incredibly special guest, Alex Adelman. He's the CEO of Lolly. Steven, for our listeners who may not be aware, Steven is in love with Lolly because every time he buys his graphic tees that he wears, he gets money back in Bitcoin when he does that. And that's what Lolly's all about. They are an e-commerce platform that allows, I think at this point, users to earn Bitcoin when they shop at 500, 500 stores. How many are we at? Uh, we're up to 960 stores right now so, and counting. That, that, that's a scoop if I've ever right. heard one, wow, Stephen. Almost double. Already. Almost double from what you sent me in my email this morning, Stephen. <laughs> or maybe you <laughs> we're were just gro- wrong. We're growing fast. So yeah. tell me, so, I mean, it seems like a simple concept. It seems like, you know, very straightforward. How did you come up with the idea to do this? And what has the growth of the business looked like since, since launch, which uh, was a year ago, I think? Uh, yeah, so we launched about 10 months ago, and the whole idea is like, how do we make it easier for people to earn and own Bitcoin? And that's where the, the concept started. Uh, it was very convenient that my last company and, and our team's last company was acquired by Ebates. And so we got to lo- uh, learn and understand uh, the, the best cashback uh, company um, in the US, and we got to understand their model and how it works. And uh, basically how it works is we partner with merchants, and those merchants pay us when our users shop their site. We then take that 
um, fiat that we're earning, and then we pay people in Bitcoin, sending Bitcoin to their Lolly wallet. Um, it's a very simple model, and uh, yeah, we we uh, have gotten to know a lot of these merchants over the last seven years from our last company and now this company, and uh, it's um, we're making it really really easy for people to earn Bitcoin and, and own Bitcoin, and I think more importantly, which you know you guys are doing as well, uh, teach people about Bitcoin um, over time. Sure. So I think we when we talked in the past, um, one of the questions I I've had for you is you know you need both of those both sides of the equation without the merchants you're not going to have something for the customers without the customers you're not going to have merchants who are interested in doing the laid work of, of integrating um, we can get into how that works but how do you create a platform that's two-sided like that how do you get both sides interested enough yeah, the, the art of the like the two-sided marketplace. Um, I think it's it's something I've studied. You know, we powered it. We were a middleman uh, with our last company, and so we powered a lot of two-sided marketplaces, uh, getting merchants to sell their products directly in publishers uh, in different channels. And and so part of it was the fact that we we knew a lot of these merchants. They trusted us. We made them a lot of money over the last seven years with our last company. So I called a, a lot of them back up uh, when we first started about a year and a half ago, uh, building these partnerships. And uh, I said, look, you know, the Bitcoin market is really exciting. Um, it, there's a whole group of customers that are already invested in Bitcoin that want more of it. And then. There's also people that would rather have $5 in Bitcoin than they would rather have $5 in cash. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole new market that would rather earn Bitcoin back instead of cash back. And the current process for getting Bitcoin was very cumbersome. I mean, we've all at some point signed up for Coinbase. It takes seven days to get approved. Uh, you have to do K you know extensive KYC onboarding. Like if I'm getting my sister and my friends from back home to go get onto Coinbase, it's it's a lot to ask of them. Not only do they have to take those seven days to get onboarded, but they also have to invest their hard-earned money into this volatile asset. And then you have to convince them why it's more important, why it's better than any stock, any other investment. So. We wanted to create a very like easy way uh, for both sides of the market, the merchants and the consumers, to get onboarded into Bitcoin. Um, a lot, really, like the sales process for the for the merchant is positioning and and finding out what they were optimizing for. And one of the things that they were optimizing for is sales and and how we positioned it as a point system. So I went in and, and talked to a lot of these merchants and I said, this is no different than any point reward system, but the only difference of points and Bitcoin is that this is not centrally controlled. Chase controls Chase reserve points. They control how much each point is worth and they control how you spend it. Bitcoin, clearly nobody controls and it's just this point system that is universally recognized that I can exchange anywhere in the world and that excited a lot of merchants. So that was how we got a lot of the initial merchants on board. And that was probably how we that was how we launched with the first 500. Um, we've since onboarded over 450 merchants since our launch, and a lot of those merchants have come on board because their competitors have made a lot of money and have attracted a whole new group of customers from customers that have started to use Lolly uh, for the rewards platform. How much money do you think some of these folks have made? We have some power users that have earned thousands of dollars of Bitcoin. So it's. Um, there's, there are people there, like if you use it for work purchases, like flights, travel, um, it, you know, if you're an active shopper online, you can earn a lot of Bitcoin. Like our, the, the maximum amount of Bitcoin back is I think 45% right now in, in our, um, on lolly.com. And then, uh, the average is 7%. So, you know, do the math. And How does somebody get 45%? So eHarmony, if you're if you're in the if you're if, if you're on the market, I wasn't trying to put you on me. the spot. Perfect for you, Frank. 
hopeless. Well, no, Stephen actually isn't a hopeless romantic like myself. He's 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 well taken care of. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, how how did you find Lolly? Like from your experience, you know, you've been a Bitcoin fanatic for a while. Um, what made you decide just to get that perspective? I think it'd be interesting. Right. Um. I mean, I I I think I've heard of Lolly. At Bitcoin meetups, I think I first heard of Lolly at uh, probably Pierre's Bitcoin meetup, and the people were just like talking about cool Bitcoin start startups, and someone mentioned Lolly, and I, and they mentioned that Lolly was, I mean, you guys launched with Everlane as a partnership, as yeah, a partner, right? So like I've always been an Everlane shopper, so I checked their site and I realized I I, I can be getting like nine percent back. So how much have you made? You think? Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> it was a test. Yeah, yeah, good job. So let's let's um, what about the merchants, right? What does it look like to convince? What was the company you said? Everlane's a great example. Yeah. So like, what does that process look like, and how do you how do you uh, explain the value prop of being on a platform like this? So, so Everlane's a, a, a really good example for a number of reasons. One, it's a it's like a young, cool millennial brand. Uh, they really fit actually the ethos of Bitcoin because they are all about transparency. You know their entire supply chain, you know the marketing dollars that they put in. It really gives you transparency into the products, like the clothes that you're wearing. Um, you know, Steven has some really nice Everlane pants right now. I'm wearing an Everlane shirt, you know, not to not to shill Everlane too much, but... <laughs> this episode's <laughs> brought to you by Everlane. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're a unique partner because they came on board super early, I think before we even launched, and they're not on Ebates. They're not on you know any of these other cashback providers because they don't want to cheapen their brand with coupons. But they looked at, at Bitcoin as being fitting the ethos of the future of fashion with his you know transparency and uh, giving the the consumer um, this like elevated experience by earning Bitcoin by learning about financial literacy um, of this new wave, this financial future. Um, so they're very much in line with us, and uh, how we convince them is probably just like that brand alignment. We, you know, I, I knew that our customer was going to be a much younger customer than Ebates customer. Um, when I was at Ebates, their customers gotten much older. It's like the coupon clippers, and and so I think that the the younger millennial want, would rather earn five dollars in Bitcoin than five dollars in cash, and so they're they're choosing us over Ebates. You really think that? You really think the average millennial would rather get Bitcoin than cash? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you always mention that like education is like the biggest problem in this space, right? So how do you convince the average millennial that they should be earning magical digital currencies versus cashback using one of Ebates Chrome extensions or something? Yeah. So it, it part of it, it's like they their interest is piqued by by Bitcoin. Like they've seen it on the news, they've heard their friends talk about it. Um, it's difficult for them to to go, you know, KYC and go own it. Um, but if they can just buy the clothes that they were going to go buy anyway at Everlane, um, or you know, choose to buy uh, you know some clothing and earn Bitcoin, it, it makes it a very like simple solution for them to choose us over someone else. We're taking this scarce digital asset, this you know magic internet money, and and giving it to them. And so far since we launched, uh, Bitcoin has tripled. Um, you know, in that time period. So our early users have been rewarded for an, um, for it. And I think that price is a really interesting, um, you know, aspect of Bitcoin that we can't discount. Um, while I do not think that price is always a good way of educating people, because clearly, you know, it's very, a very volatile asset, 
Um, a lot of people are first attracted to Bitcoin because they think, oh, I can make money. Oh, you know, you know, price goes up, uh, orange coin goes up. Mm -hmm. and, and while that orange coin goes up, uh, it also can go down. But I think a lot of people who are naturally curious, they want to know why it's going up, why it's going down. And so it, as long as they have that $25 in their lolly wallet, they're like, okay, well, that $25 is now uh, $75. And that $75, they ask, well, why, why is it $75 now? Now we've piqued their interest. And so now they start to pay attention to Bitcoin more and they start to ask more questions. And then it's, our, it's, it's then our duty, our responsibility to educate them on why Bitcoin is going up or down and why it's important to society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, that's interesting. And in addition to education, I mean, we were going through your Twitter before you came here. There's a lot of marketing that goes into it too. Um, marketing memes, same thing. Right, yeah. I mean, Lolly has some of the best memes in this space. How, who's behind the memes? I, I am. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Are you that's the a, tweeter? Yeah. That's a scoop. That's, that is the scoop. I don't think I've shared that yet. So really? Then, yeah. I I'm surprised no one's asked that. Yeah. yeah. So how do you come up with... How do you come up with memes? I've been a you know a, a curator of dank memes for a while now, <laughs> so I I feel like it's just you know it's it's part of uh, who I am. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely I, part of the culture. Right? Part of the culture. I mean, yeah. On, on that point, uh, the stacking stats meme has been going around, and like Lolly at this point is almost like synonymous with stacking stacks sats culture, right? It's when you th when you think of stacking sats, you think of Cash App, and then you think of Lolly. Exactly. So, like, ha has that has that helped boost? usage yeah and i want to give a special shout out to matt odell uh he came up with that um, around what we were doing and you know i think i went on marty and matt's po uh, podcast and i think it might have been it was one of my first uh podcasts i went on and i think shortly after that um he he started sh sharing like stack and sats stack and sats and our community just like absolutely loved it and and so yeah we we you know i, I feel like have have really owned stack and sats and you know, a few have uh, followed that, Cash App included. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it, it creates this meme around what you're doing. It makes it fun. Uh, earning Bitcoin is, you know, it sounds cool, but stacking sats sounds way cooler. So um, yeah, we make it really easy to stack sats. So what percentage of your users, I mean, obviously, you know, stacking sats is very much, uh, you know, part of the native Bitcoin community uh, culture if you will, but what about new folks? What percentage of users um, are, are new to crypto, new to Bitcoin, and are being introduced to it? Do you have metrics on that? We do, and, and because we are a very privacy-focused uh, company, we do not track our customers' uh, data with like age, demographics, anything like that. We don't request that, and so a lot of it is qualitative, and what we're seeing in like customer support when, when people you know, reach out to us <clears throat> and what we're seeing like on other channels outside of Twitter, Twitter is very much like Bitcoin Twitter um, is, a, is a very active um, part of our user base. But I think like our estimates is it's, it's, about, it's around 40% of our customers right now are new to Bitcoin. Uh, when we first started, <clears throat> it was only about 10% mm -hmm. of people that were new to Bitcoin. Now we're getting to a point where we're, we are people's first interaction with Bitcoin. We're their first uh, Bitcoin wallet. And that's a really important metric for us, very important KPI for us to go from that 10% where we started. And ideally, I would like it to be 99% of, of our users are new to Bitcoin. That's when we're making the market bigger and we're expanding the market to new people. So on Bitcoin Twitter, we don't need to explain every time we post stacking sats. In other channels, we need to explain like stacking sats, aka earning Bitcoin, uh, to, to really explain what Satoshis are uh, to, to new users. How do you keep people on 
the wallet that you guys have, right? That's a very crowded market and there's money to be made. Well, not that much money, but there's at least some money to be made in the wallet business. What sort of features and services around the wallet do you have so that folks, as soon as they earn that seven or 8%, they don't just send it off to somewhere else? Yeah, so um, I, I think being the the entry point, the, the funnel um, for a lot of newcomers is uh, really important. So right now, you know, we are a custodial and while there's a very small percentage of our users are like the Bitcoin maximalists that want to uh, transfer money off, like right now, you know, we're holding like, I, I can't give an exact amount, but like we're holding a a uh, small amount of Bitcoin for a lot of people. And and so a lot of people trust us with their, let's just say, $50 in Bitcoin that they've earned from their Everlane purchases, from their Hotels.com purchases, uh, you know, travel. And and so as they stack stats, a lot of people are comfortable. Um, some of the Bitcoin maximalists, they want to transfer out after they've hit that $15 threshold and they want to, you know, move it to a Wasabi wallet or, you know, these, these uh, non-custodial solutions. Does that and, impact your, no, your business, because, your bottom line? No, because... If you look at like what companies are optimizing for, which is I, I try to do with what people are optimizing for, what companies are optimizing for, most wallet providers are optimizing to for you to buy Bitcoin. Like Coinbase is optimizing for you to buy. That's why they've optimized for all of these different tokens, all these different coins, you know, quote unquote shit coins. Um, and and every time that they're optimizing, because they want you to transfer in and out of new coins, new tokens, because they make a transaction fee every time you get into a new token. We're not optimizing for any new tokens. We're just optimizing for you to like make purchases at new retailers that we bring on. I want someone who brought, came to our site and said, I want to earn for my new trip, like that, my trip to California. I want you to stack sats. And we make money every time you stack sats. I don't care if you earn, you know, earn in Ethereum or, or earn in a, a new tokens. I want you to like really focus on learning about Bitcoin and, and wanting to value Bitcoin over cash. So it's, we're not really concerned, I, I would say, with new tokens, whereas other other um, exchanges are. We're just we want you to be at like we want to be like the earning rewards wallet. We want to be the most active Bitcoin wallet in the space, and that's where that's where our positioning is. How we keep those users over time is we create abstraction layers of banking. How does a bank keep um, you know consumers engaged? They offer rewards over time. They offer higher interest rates. Right now, uh, Bitcoin, because it's such a volatile asset and because it's such a, it's an asset that, that is in such high demand, we're in the future able to offer uh, lending to our consumers and abstraction layers of banking that can offer people more ways to stack sats. So, you know, in the next couple months... So this is just a start, because I was going to say, this seems start. more like a service than an actual company, right? I mean, anyone can get, like, if Coinbase Wallet tomorrow want to implement the same sort of thing. They have all these merchant relationships through Coinbase Commerce. They could say... They don't, actually. They don't I think we have, have more Fortune 1000 merchants than any other Bitcoin company. And, you know, hold me to that. But, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but, like, but last the, I checked, we do. Fair enough. But just the idea that, you know, it wouldn't be that all that difficult to, you know, not overnight get to 950, but... If a wallet provider like a blockchain.com or Coinbase wanted to offer a similar sort of Bitcoin uh, earn setup, wouldn't that be bad for you? Not bad. I mean, I think I think more the more people that offer more ways for people to earn and more people to get into the space that fit the same ethos that are focused on Bitcoin, 
um, I think is is net good for for the world. We're gonna have plenty of competitors. Any any company that does well is gonna have competitors. Um, you know, I think I, I know how to execute on this space, and I know you know our product roadmap uh, pretty well. That we're just gonna keep being the best rewards company, and we're generating the most GMV, and so merchants are gonna give us the highest percent back. What is GNV? Uh, sorry, uh, gross merchandise volume. A GMV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it is kind of weird, right? Uh, Lolly has been pretty successful right now, and we haven't really seen any competitors pop up. Not even like just over like Ethereum or something like. We haven't seen a lolly version of Ether, and the Ethereum community seems to be a decent like chunk of the crypto community right now. We've seen we've seen a few, but Bitcoin's we just keep seventy percent of the market right now, Stephen. Like we've seen a few competitors in the Ethereum space, in the like um, uh, altcoin space that have, that have popped up, but you you can't like the best example I, I give is like I go back home to North Carolina and I'm like what is Ripple? What is EOS? What are all these, you know, coins? What, you know, and they don't know what that is. And so if they don't know what that is, then, then if so, who's going to click on an ad that says earn free Ripple? No one knows what that is. What people do know is they know Bitcoin. And, and so Bitcoin is the best brand in the space. And I also personally think it's the best asset in the space that is not US dollar. And so you have to give somebody something of value and you have to hold that standard and you have to build trust with the consumer. If you're going off and giving like, you know, ETH or, you know, some shitcoin to people and then that shitcoin goes and decreases in value and is like a fifth of what it's worth, the Lolly brand is associated with that whatever you're giving. So far, like, you know, we made a really big bet in saying we're, we're going to be Bitcoin only. And, and we've had so many coins that have tried to offer us money to like to go shill their coins. What's the most that they've offered? Uh, uh, a lot. Uh, um, I don't No comment. Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. So we've we have we have uh, stayed true to to XRP our brand. XRP has a history of doing <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> no no comment. No comment. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the phases that you're that the product roadmap. You mentioned that we're going to go into lending. I didn't know that. Did we talk about that before? I haven't talked about that. No. How how do you? plan on going into these different bank services? Yeah, so I, I personally think it's like whether we do it, whether other people do it, um, what I think the future of Bitcoin is and the, the need for cryptocurrency um, is people um, taking, having this sort of understanding of what a bank is and what money is and the root of money. And if you understand what a bank is, you understand that you're giving them a bunch of money and they're making a lot of money off of that money. And so if we sort of take a step back and say, well, I am my own bank, and thus I can, be, I can have, be, have an abstraction layer of all of these banking services, how does a bank make money? They offer lending, they offer um, loans. And so as, uh, like if, if the, the company that represents the individual being the bank of the future, we have to give people an abstraction of those services and then share that with the consumer. Because we can operate way more efficiently than a bank, you know, we're just... You know, we're we're a small team. We can say let's let's help you lend out money. Like I think what Celsius Network is you know doing is really interesting. Um, I think if you can create abstraction layers of of banking, we've had several hedge funds reach out to us saying, hey, you know, we'll go lend out, we'll pull your money, and we'll go lend out. Um, the Bitcoin, and we'll give you 8% back. That gets really interesting to our users when we can go create an abstraction layer of their 
money. And then, it, then they start to think, well, maybe I want more than $50 in my Lolly account. Maybe I want $5,000 in my Lolly account because I can go earn 5% interest on that as opposed to my 0.5% interest that I get from my Marcus account, my Chase account, my Wells Fargo account. That's when Bitcoin becomes even more interesting. Interesting. At this point, um, I guess Lolly is not full like custodial service, right? So we were PCI level one compliant. We we would work with Fortune 100 companies uh, that would trust us with their data, their payments. Uh, so we were taking a lot of those same protocols uh, that we learned and became experts in in the payment world, security world, um, with enterprise grade software and applying a lot of those to uh, the, the Bitcoin world. Hmm. All right, because like, I, I mean, just signing on to Lolly's account doesn't really, they, you, I'm not even prompted to like add a 2FA, right? And if like you said, like 60 or 70% of your customers hope that coins on Lolly, like it, it's not, at, at a current point, it's not as secure as let's say holding my Bitcoins on Coinbase's wallet. Uh, correct. But you, if someone were to log on, they can't transfer out your account. We do 2FA on transfers. Oh, right. Hmm. Yeah. So th there is 2FA, but we also want to make it really easy. And most, you know, a lot of people um, don't realize like, you know, you can't, Someone can like log into someone's account, I guess, if they got their password, got their computer. There's like a lot that someone would have to do um, in order to like actually take somebody's. Hmm. So, if I, so if I got Frank's um, Lolly account username and like password and I log in on my laptop instead of his, I can't log into the Lolly account? If you could, if you hacked Frank's account, um, you can't withdraw the Bitcoin. You would need a 2FA through your email. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. How do you how do you imagine the app changing? I mean, it's obviously going to change the experience, but what do you think it could mean tangibly for the business? Yeah, so we're re really excited for for um, to launch our mobile app. Um, what it's going to do is it's going to take uh, right right now. Like we've been very focused on providing the best web experience because um, people spend more on web and there's more trust associated with our wallet because we're holding more. When you have higher GMV, you have higher rewards, and so people are earning more because they're earning on web. And with with mobile, it's going to be less about the amount that you're going to be earning and more about daily activities. So creating rituals around stacking sats, around Bitcoin. Hmm. Um, and so it's, it's more it's like going what? to be uh, delivery services, uh, get earning when you go get gas, when you go uh, pick up your coffee every morning. I want to create make Bitcoin a part of everybody's daily life. And right now, spending Bitcoin is not part of everyone's daily life, but earning Bitcoin could be. Well, you got to get one of those partners that, where, that people use every day, like a Lyft or an Uber or something. That, That's what we're working on now. That would, be, that would be huge. That's what we're focused on now. How do you land a big deal like that? Same way we've landed over 960 deals. Like we hustle, we get, we've known a lot of these partners for a long time. And, and so we know the right people internally at these organizations. We've been selling enterprise uh, to you know, top merchants for eight years now. Uh, and so we're just, it's just a new company doing it in a, in a little bit different way. And you mentioned you sometimes can leverage the competitive nature between firms to get more out of them in terms of that, the amount that they'll give as the, re what's the word? It's, it's not reward. rebate, reward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
as a reward. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that we got booking.com and we, we got hotels.com is because um, Priceline was doing such an incredible job of like attracting new uh, customers and people like all of our users were using Priceline. So then booking.com saw that sort of activity and the clout that's associated with it. And then they joined us and then ho- and booking.com is the number one travel site in the world. Uh, and then hotels.com, which is the number three uh, travel site in the entire world. They, they were interested and then they finally came on board and they just joined us uh, a few weeks ago. We had a big announcement around it. Um, and then uh, the next, you know, the next one is we, we hopefully want to get Airbnb and uh, Verbo, VRBO.com and HomeAway, the same company, uh, they joined our platform very early on and have been extremely successful. And they're really competing with themselves. They're like, they're saying, look, like, you know, we know Airbnb is not on board, but we, we've seen that this is such a great customer um, that Lolly is bringing that they want to give us higher rates. And so they just went from, I think, 3% to 4.5% uh, where the, and that's a rate that we've negotiated with them to end up uh, paying our customers more when they shop their site. I'm surprised um, your, your partners aren't like using Bitcoin as like a marketing tool, like like publicly. I haven't seen like Everlane or like Hotels.com publicly tweet like, "Hey, earn Bitcoins by shopping at on our site." They haven't yet. Um, but then you keep in mind they don't advertise Ebates either. So right. there's Ebates is a five billion dollar company, and I don't think almost any merchant has really like advertised it because it cuts into their margin. They're happy to give us these deals when we send them a unique customer. But every time that they promote us, they're not necessarily, it's like coming out of their margin. Like ideally they would like to earn 100% um, by bringing these customers in. But when they, when they, like let's just say Everlane were to promote Lolly, um, every single time they're cutting in like, you know, 10, 15% into their margin. Uh, whereas when we go bring a customer to them, they're willing to give us that 10%, 10, 15, 20%. Um, for us to like go share that with our consumer. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the credit card, how, how do you get to that point? Is it through partnerships or is it, is it something you can go on your own on? Why, why, not tar- why not call up some of these banks, JP Morgan City, and say, hey, for your Chase Sapphire, you partner with us. And instead of, you know, for certain users who want to opt into um, Bitcoin instead of uh, cash, they could, they could do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably partner with uh, some sort of bank um, in order to offer like a secure way of people spending fiat and earning Bitcoin. And it's really about um, like our whole thing is bringing on new people into the Bitcoin ecosystem. And it's a lot to ask if we were to just launch, like, you know, we, we considered launching, you know, a year ago with a Bitcoin credit card. And there have been Bitcoin credit cards that have come out, to my knowledge, that have not done super well because they're only serving a Bitcoin customer. And if you think about it, if like right now people love their Chase Reserve card. So you need to offer a best in class solution that is going to be better than their their Chase Reserve card. So the reason why we are waiting to launch that is because we need leverage over merchants to offer to have better deals and to earn more when they use a card. So the next phase is launching a mobile application. When we've launched the mobile application, we'll be driving GMV to merchants on both web and mobile, thus like being the best-in-class reward solution for the merchant. And then um, we go to all of our users that have now adopted Bitcoin as the best reward system because it's gone up in value or because they've learned about sound money and they really they love it. 
then we can go sell internally to go say, hey, uh, Lolly users, like, do you guys want a, a credit card, uh, Lolly credit card, and we're selling to users that have already adopted Bitcoin as their reward. If you just go flat out, like a lot of companies have done, and be like, oh, we're a Bitcoin rewards credit card, I'm not giving up my, my points, like, if I'm an average consumer. Um, and, and also, the merchants aren't going to give you competitive rates to Chase, because why? Why would they? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. No, that's a great point. When you think about, you know, Ebates and and Lolly, what what are some of the things about doing this type of business in crypto that's different than uh, in the traditional world of, of finance and rewards? So there's a lot of economies of scale that start to come about like later on, and then there's also uh, ways in which. Um, yeah, there's just ways in which you can operate more efficiently. Like Ebates literally sends out a big fat check every quarter. And you have to wait on, on your cash to get to your front door in a big fat check that, that like comes every quarter. And, and so we can send money seamlessly over the internet, microtransactions uh, for next to nothing. And especially, you know, when we start to integrate things like Lightning Network and we can send transactions anywhere uh, for very low cost. So there's economies of scale that happen there. And then when you start to go internationally, think about how Ebates has to scale internationally. If they want to go to Spain, they have to go spin up a, a they have to spin up a partnership with a Spanish bank to go send a check or to send money to your, your account um, in, a, in a locale. Bitcoin is universal. I can go send a Spanish customer uh, Bitcoin very, very seamlessly if I have those Spanish partnerships with those Spanish merchants. So it gets really exciting at scale because we basically operate as a very efficient um, uh, platform for rewards. It, this is this is a question that pertains to to both. You know, I'm not 100% both um, traditional rewards and the crypto rewards. I'm not super familiar with the space or e-commerce. Um, why, what happens when you have all of these same companies in an industry on the platform? Doesn't that remove the value prop? If you have, you know, let's say, you know, you've got a banana Republic, J crew and you know, the main, like a main group of competitors on, they all have access to the same customers. So what's the benefit at that point of... They get to compete of who offers the best rates to for where the consumers want to shop. So if, if Everlane's offering 9% and then Gap is offering 12%, you might consider getting a black shirt from Gap over Everlane. Um, now, you know, you do that across like travel and... and um, grocery and food delivery and, and Uber versus Lyft, and you start to make decisions in a, in a free market system uh, across the world, like most people have choice. Um, you know, some people would argue that like, this is an incredible way to drive traffic away from, from Amazon. A lot of merchants look like they are trying to compete with Amazon. The entire e-commerce world is trying to compete with Amazon, and they're looking at Lolly as a way to compete with Amazon. I mean, I already, I already canceled my Amazon Prime account because they don't support Lolly. And Steven is like a lot of our users, like so many of our users have left Prime because Walmart will offer free shipping over $35 and you get three and a half percent back uh, for your purchase. And so why have Prime if if like that's what you're Do after? merchants in, in, I keep saying traditional, I, um, I wanna like make that word illegal. And in traditional rewards, is that the way that companies and merchants who come on those types of platforms view do they view them as a way to, uh, as a weapon against Amazon? 
Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So Ebates is an incredible tool for people to compete with Amazon, but Ebates is one of the only cashback companies that actually can work with Amazon because of their scale. Um, I, I email Amazon every single month. We have a good relationship with them, and I say how how many how how much revenue we're sending all of their competitors, uh, aggregate of course. Um, to, to say like you're losing revenue from this millennial audience that wants Bitcoin, and so eventually they'll join us. Um, it you can't know, be how much. It can't be that much. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Wow. So, so what do they say? They just. I think more we got to get to tens of millions of dollars. You got to get to tens of millions of dollars. I think like you know I I, I tweet at Jeff just about you know every uh, every week, <laughs> being like I think my last tweet was Jeff, you up? Um, he didn't respond. So that's really interesting. No, I appreciate the sort of background into you know that that world you know at the block, and I feel like just crypto in general, we're so focused on what Wall Street is doing, um, what you know, the big banks are doing. But at the end of the day, and I think Steven holds this view, it's really companies like Lolly and consumer-facing brands that are going to actually drive adoption. Right. As opposed to, you know, if uh, I'm JP Morgan, we see this or uh, Goldman Sachs, and I'm issuing an equity derivative on Bitcoin that no one's going to trade, eh, it doesn't really move the needle on anything. But if you're getting people to save what you're saying millions of dollars, then that that can be impactful to to getting the word out. Exactly. Do you think, do you think um, it's, it's not a smart business move to, there's all these businesses sprouting out like Flexa, I think, and, and others that I think allow you to spend your Bitcoin, which is something that, you know, Stephen would never do. I don't want to spend my Bitcoin. Do you, do you think, what are some of the other businesses that, that do that? Maybe I mean, most of them already pay as, as well. Um, the strategy... Does that make sense to you? I mean... At, at, no, it doesn't. It's but like, is that because you don't view Bitcoin as money? You view it more as... Right now, Bitcoin is a medium of, is a is a store of value. But it's not a medium exchange. Not yet. In the next five to ten years, I hope that it will be. And, and you know, maybe there will be something like Libra that will be more of a medium of exchange that will uh, be interoperable with um, Bitcoin. But as a store of value... People want to earn stores of value. They want to earn Bitcoin. And so for the, for the foreseeable future, we are all about earning because you're earning something that has more value than what you're used to earning. And so that's more exciting to most people. What I think we become is like once we've like, let's just play out the scenario in five years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, BitPay has been at it for years. There's like tons of payment providers. You know, you, you mentioned Flexa. Um, I just don't believe, like, you know, we, we built a payments company with our last company. That's not the move. You, in order to convince, like, I, I pitched Bitcoin to merchants four or five years ago when I first learned about it. They didn't want it. No one, it's not bringing new customers, and the it's not bringing enough users that it would affect their credit card fees. When I, when, when we have... Um, when we have millions of, of, of users spending tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and I go to Walmart and I say, hey, Walmart, we've driven $100 million in sales. I want to reduce credit card fees and chargebacks to zero. And that's when they get excited about accepting uh, Bitcoin and pay with Lolly. Like that's where you have real leverage over merchants. And when you can take a Lolly wallet and you can pay with Bitcoin and they're, they're excited because they can reduce cross-border um, chargebacks from 10% to 0% because of immutability of Bitcoin, that's when they get excited. When you can reduce their $5 billion in credit card fees from five, uh, for, from, uh, sorry, 
uh, 1.5%, 2% down to next to 0%, that's when they get excited to accept Bitcoin. And if they can pass those savings back off to the consumer, imagine, like, you know, Stephen knows the experience well. When, when you get to Everlane and it says, hey, do you want to earn 9% in Bitcoin? You're like, hell yeah, of course I do. Imagine when you got to check out at Walmart and it said, want to earn an extra 1% when you pay with Bitcoin. That's when both parties are incentivized because Walmart's reducing their chargebacks, reducing their credit card fees down to zero. And then Lolly's you know, happy to give more Bitcoin back. You've earned Bitcoin because you're paying with Lolly because you're paying with Bitcoin. That's when the world shifts from just earning Bitcoin to paying with Bitcoin. And how that's that's you're talking about five years out. I think it's five years out. Um, I mean, you know, just yesterday we're seeing congressional hearings and and it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty exciting. And so maybe it's sooner than five years. We're, we're the team to build that. That's what that's very similar to the last company we built. We were you know we we were part payment gateway, part e-commerce gateway. Um, that's going to be a really exciting. Um, like uh, I think product to build with with Lolly. Mm -hmm. And if so, you're you're going into e-commerce, you're going into payments, you're going into potential banking services. What from a regulatory uh, perspective do you have to do to compliantly offer those different ranges of of, of business? So right now we're technically we we legally do not have to be a money transmitter. Uh, we're just earning. We're just in the earning space. Uh, as soon as people start to buy and sell Bitcoin, then we become a money transmitter. We we're intentionally not getting into that space. We want to grow as fast as possible, and we want as many users to earn as much Bitcoin as possible in the easiest way. So as soon as we become a money transmitter and we have to add KYC, that's when it becomes more difficult. But for the foreseeable future, we just want people to have the easiest app that they can share with their family and friends with minimal to no KYC. Do is Which business do you think is more profitable just generally? Let's say we get to the point where... I mean, banks are the most... Fair enough. <laughs> Profitable. But, but if you between can, rewards yeah. and and payments, Visa is what a hundred and fifty billion dollar company, and Ebates is a five billion dollar company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I want to be Visa. Yeah. Well, you want to be both. Yeah, but yeah, you could make a strong argument that Visa's you know bigger and better company than Ebates. I, I want to be. I'd rather be Visa, uh, but instead of being on uh, fiat rails, I'd rather be on, uh, Visa on Bitcoin rails. So, giving rewards anywhere in the entire world in Bitcoin and eventually using Bitcoin as a payment network um, anywhere in the world. I think that's a more beautiful world. I think that's a better world. So, so why did so why did Lolly start with like the on the rewards front versus like being someone like BlockFi start on the lending where you're already kind of embedded into that finance world, right? Because of merchant adoption. You, um, I, I I love BlockFi. I think BlockFi is a great company. I think there's you know strong team. Um, I'm totally okay with giving up assets under management. That's not important for me. I would rather have 10 million um, $20 wallets yeah. over $20 million in assets for 5,000 users. Like I, I think it's about the um, the way that Bitcoin is going to take off is when is when we reach hyper Bitcoinization and you have more users that have adopted Bitcoin as their sto preferred store of value and the next preferred medium of exchange and you only get that when you have the the like a easy to use app like my mom is not going to go put their, her money in a like in, in BlockFi like I just do not think that's going to happen yet. Um, so I think BlockFi is awesome. I think they're doing the right things. We're just going after very different, a very different customer. So it's almost like a Square move, right? Square started off with like their swiping mm -hmm. credit card thing with merchants, get all those merchants on their platform. And now they're doing like lending. We're going to lend to small businesses. 
Cash App and Square is like I think one of the most brilliant companies. I mean, I, I it's my favorite stock I own. I like yeah, me too. I've I've <laughs> I love. They're them. also the sponsor of this podcast. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so Cash App, yeah, really like great way to stack stats. Um, right behind Lolly, great way to stack stats. What what's what's the impediment towards uh, allowing ETH heads to? get some ETH rewards when they shop at Walmart, et cetera. I totally believe in a free market. I, I want people to be able to earn whatever they want. And if, if you want to use Bitcoin to go, I mean, you can do anything you want with your Bitcoin. You can go buy ETH if you want it. Um, I think that the most important thing in the space is bringing new people into crypto in general. And the way to do that is not to offer them a thousand coins. It's to offer them one coin, like one thing that makes sense to them and that's very easy for them to understand and right now the thing that's like in the news and the thing that has served society already has with immense value is bitcoin everything else is like up for debate if it's going to be around in the next five to ten years and if it's going to serve society it's, it's going to add value to society well thank you i think steven agrees as the yeah, i mean trump, bitcoin, trump didn't bitcoin tweet maximalist trump didn't tweet <laughs> ethereum and other cryptocurrencies he tweeted bitcoin and other <laughs> cryptocurrencies right very true well thank you alex so much for coming on we appreciate your time and we'll hope to have you again soon thanks for having me no worries Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Scoop. We hope you tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe and favorite wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Cash App. Cash App has been the number one finance app on the App Store for almost two years. It was also the first major peer-to-peer payments app to support Bitcoin. And it's still the fastest and easiest way to turn cash into crypto. Cash App now supports Bitcoin deposits in-app, so be sure to move your Bitcoin from whatever wallet you're using to Cash App. Don't have any to deposit? Cash App is also the most convenient way to instantly buy and sell Bitcoin. No more waiting five days for your ACH transfers to come through. With Cash App, you can buy Bitcoin instantly. When you're ready to take full ownership of your private keys, just use Cash App to scan an external wallet's QR code it's really that simple. Cash App also comes with standard banking features like direct deposits and others your bank would never even consider, like Cash Card, a customizable debit card that lets you instantly save every time you use it at Lyft, Whole Foods, and places like Chick-fil-A. Download Cash App today from the App Store or Google Play, and I hope you enjoy the episode.